program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. We are here. It is Florida bye week. <laughs> How about that? I think Florida wins against the bye. I like the way they're playing offensively. Obviously, we will talk a lot about Florida, South Carolina. Jeff was there. I was not. I did make a noise, though. I you will did? tell you that. Um, when, when he threw the pass to... Pearsall, I went, whoo! <laughs> that was, I'm trying to re- replicate the noise, but yeah. I think it's pretty close. I went, oh! That, that was a touchdown for Florida to win the game. What? What? You're not used to that. No, <laughs> it was it was cool to just see the energy on the sidelines, see a lot of smiles afterwards. The locker room was great. One of the better locker rooms really since the stop at the goal line against LSU. Yeah. Way back when, and I just but I go I I I I mentioned this in one of the things I wrote this week. It goes back to what you were saying about the locker room after Vanderbilt. It wasn't yeah, hey no great. It was like hey guys, okay we won this. You're game. supposed to beat Vandy. Let's go do what we got to do next week. Yeah, and, and I I wrote about that in my in one of my things because I I think that they took that attitude forward now. Defensively, they might have not gotten a memo, but <laughs> but Rattler was good that that day. Rattler was good. You got to give him credit. Their offense, their defense. You you think about who they play on the road. Utah, even though with a backup quarterback, they had had a whole year to prepare to get ready for this game. Um, Kentucky, which um, I mean. Kentucky's very, you know, pretty good team. I, I, I still can't explain Kentucky. And yeah, because the last two games, Kentucky's been awful. After yeah. Florida, it's almost like they did something different, but then Florida showed them the recipe of you know how to not defend, and then everybody defended yeah, the other exactly way, right. and then now they started defending. That's exactly what happened. They, so they, it's like, hey, don't do this. Be, don't do what we're doing. Do what somebody else should do. And they've only scored 34 points in the last two weeks. I know. And one of those was Georgia, but they've been outscored, I think, 80-something to 34 since they beat Florida. Right. So they're not very good. No, you're right. But, I mean... Uh, Gators just had a bad day. They weren't ready to play. But when you think about this team, when you think about the offensive-defensive numbers at home, again, it was McNeese, it was Charlotte, it was a bad Tennessee offense, it was Vanderbilt. So that's why the numbers had kind of gotten skewed, I think. And I don't. I still. I still think this is a soft, physically soft defense. Okay, a lot of freshmen out there. Freshmen are not going to be as tough as seniors. No. They're not. 
and I, you saw that during the game. You saw it when Jordan Castle got lit up by the tight end, mm-hmm. uh, Simon, uh, uh, on that one play. I mean, they're not there yet defensively, but uh, yeah, I I have become one of the biggest Graham Mertz fans in the world. If you had told me that six months ago, I would have told you you were out of your mind. I told you he was a dude. You did tell me I was out of my mind. And I did. Everybody else across the country were saying how awful this guy was, and they just—it's just—he's not gonna—he's not gonna beat you with deep passes. I mean, even the like a couple of the the one deep ones he threw were not even were underthrown. Okay, he's not gonna do that. Yeah, but the one that Khalil caught, he was on the run, and he still threw it forty five no. yards in the air. The, I mean, the one to Pearsall, which was what twenty six yards, I think. Yeah, was one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. But he's not gonna make that deep throw on a consistent basis. He just doesn't have that kind of arm. That's uh, fine though. You can win games without that. You don't need to have a guy who is Doug Johnson or uh, John Reeves. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. You got you need a guy who can get the ball where he needs it to go. I, I, I don't know. I I was talking to Robbie today on the uh, podcast about how would you rank that comeback. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I still would go with Kerwin against – Auburn in '96 or '86 uh, as a number one. They're down 16 nothing. Kerwin comes off the bench, wins the game. That may be number one. I don't know if this isn't number two. Down 10, 9 11 to play. I. It's easy to remember the number. Yeah. No, you got to give him credit. I and I I think that the neatest part for me was. I got to to be down there on the sideline for that final drive, and I was pretty close to Napier. And it's first down, don't get it. Second down, don't get it. Third down, don't get it. And fourth down, with the game on the line, and obviously he completes the pass to Pearsall, but there was no panic. Like by anybody on that sideline, they were just, they were calm. They were, here's the play, here's what we need to do. And Carolina's bringing the house, and he's running for his life, and all these things are happening. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. I think I want to do this. I, I don't want to tell you what I said, and I'm sure you didn't hear it. And hopefully, I don't get in trouble for saying it. But I thought it was like it just it's it's what I, I thought of. Mertz. Often, I often listen to you, but I didn't listen to you this. I'm week. gonna, uh, I'm gonna send Jose the interview with Mertz after the game. Do you say anything bad in it? Well. I, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was funny. And Mertz <laughs> thought it was funny. But um, it just it, it shows you what I think of Graham Mertz and what I've been able to see and what he's done and the beatings he's taken and you know the, just how much everybody loves him in the locker room. And, and it's just it's, it's weird for a guy that has not even been a part of this team for all this time. He's at another place for all these years. But it's almost like they didn't treat him the way Florida's treating, especially the way you heard him, you hear him talk about just his teammates and this coaching staff and all these other things. So I think he's really, really happy to be here. And Gator fans should be happy. And there's obviously, I think people are starting to now come around and what he did, like you just said. But there's, I mean, the numbers out there Devin Travis has 13 touchdowns, Mertz has 12. Mertz has more passing yards than Devin Travis has. 
Devin Travis? I mean, uh, Jordan, Jordan Travis. Travis. Okay, Devin Travis was a baseball player for Florida State. I, was, I thought you were going with Devin O'Leary. And it's actually his brother. Um, but it just, it's that's, and, and one of them's a Heisman candidate, and the other one was picked to be the worst SEC yep. quarterback out there yep. before the season started. So I think it just, it shows you what he's meant to this team, and it's, it's kind of fun to see it, it happen. And it, it has been amazing to me. And, uh, I mean, I was one of the guys that was like, really? That's what you're going to do to solve the quarterback problem, Graham Mertz? And I was one of those guys because uh, I had watched his last two years at uh, Wisconsin. And they were terrible. And then I, in the summer, if you remember, I heard something from the great sage, Rick Neuheisel. He said, I've, I've watched tape of Wisconsin. Nobody got open mm-hmm. for him. He's, he's a good quarterback. He's got to get guys open. And so they've come up with a system that works for him, and it's been really good. Now, look, he could, he could go 0-5 the rest of the way, and, and nobody would be shocked if they didn't win another game when you think about who they got on their schedule. Yeah. Uh, but but um, he's got a chance to be one of the – one of the quarterbacks that you talk about for years. Nobody's – and, and I, I talked about this in my podcast today, Jeff. Nobody's ever going to forget this game. It was an unforgettable yep. win for Florida. Uh, greatest comeback, I, I, I like I said earlier, I think the uh, uh, 90, 86 was still better. But this is right up there with it. And um, it's it was just – um, it was it was needed. It was needed, and at ten down with nine eleven to play, yeah, I'm not there thinking, wasn't a lot of people hey, thinking hey, it was happening. Hey, I'm like, okay. Well, then even here's here's what I, I was thinking. Here's what I'm going to write. At least the Gators came out and played good early. You know, at least they did that, and that, that's a good sign. I was thinking about that. I wasn't thinking they were going to win the game. But even, you know, I, you saw Austin Armstrong afterwards, and he had kind of a look of relief on his face. I'm like, and he's like, man, we just, you know, he, I think he was happy they won, but he's like, you know, shaking his head. And I said, coach, it, it's the SEC, man. Yeah. You got to stop when you had to. And he's like, you're right. And every, so, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, they got the pick and they got the pressure. Uh, my man T.J. Searcy, who I've fallen in love with again, and that's my new favorite player, um, got the pressure and uh, uh, Pr- Mitchell Princely was on in there too, wasn't he? You mean on the last drive? On the last, on the last play. Yeah, the, yeah, the last play that mattered. Yeah. And so they got pressure on him, but I mean it was hard to get pressure. They, and they, again, they're not going to blitz a lot because they don't feel secure in the blitz. So they were they were not blitzing a lot. They were sometimes they were rushing three. In which, what do I say about that, Jeff? Never rush three under any circumstances. I don't care if they've got to go ninety nine yards. You still don't rush three. You make the quarterback uncomfortable. But they didn't do that sometimes. And uh, I'll 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 talk to uh, Coach Armstrong about that. But the bottom line is they just kept finding a way to win the game. And, and uh, I give him a lot of credit. I, I give everybody on that team and everybody in that program a lot of credit. And you talked about Graham Mertz and what he talked about after the game, and you talked to him. But the thing that my wife, and my wife is always the great lightning rod as, as to what's going on with Florida. 
she said when she watched the interview after the game, she goes, you know what was impressive was the way Graham Mertz said this was an organizational win. Yeah. This was about Billy. It was about all the people that worked so hard for us. This was about – and again, we're – there's part of me that goes, we're celebrating a win over 2-14. and 14. But it was an it was worth celebrating. Yeah, it was uh, for for this program and where it was and what it meant going into the bye week and five and two compared to four and three and what you said remaining on the schedule. It was uh, a big big W. All right, big big day on the phones. We will uh, take a timeout and open them up for you. Titan MRI hotline will be ready three nine two eight two five five. So come join us here on the tailgate. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Leona Handler. Playoffs start tonight for girls volleyball. At 6, Bradford plays Taylor County, while Lafayette plays Fort White at 7. The Gators football team scored two awards after Saturday night's win against the Gamecocks. Quarterback Graham Mertz was named SEC Offensive Player of the Week. He was also named to Davey O'Brien's Great 8 list for Week 7. Kicker Trey Smack was named SEC Co-Special Teams Player for the second time this season. The Gators softball team faces USF tomorrow night in a home exhibition game at 6. In MLB, the Rangers hope to continue their win streak after last night's 2-0 win against the Astros. In Monday Night Football, the 2-2 LA Chargers face the 3-2 Dallas Cowboys. Coverage starts here tonight at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Leon Handler. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. 
Grilled cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Melvin Law. We won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on WRUF radio app. That's my theory, is that some of these coaches go with the Portuguese pronunciation. Cardoza. That's right. I did get my uh, new P card the other day from the uh, the new job, and it was Cardoza. Put an A at the end. (laughs) So you got to make that change. That is hilarious. Happens a lot. I don't know why. Why, though? I mean, it's... I'm like the non-most Portuguese-looking person ever. I don't know what Portuguese people look like, but the point is, you if you spell out your name, how do you yeah, put Cardozo. the A It's like a, literally yeah. an O at All the right, end. Cardoza. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get, go uh, to Cardoza. This one's an easy one. You can't screw it up. It's Ted, T-E-D. Hey, Ted. Hey, folks, how you doing? Good, man. I already talked over uh, all, all this stuff with Jeff, it seems, earlier today. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm just, I was so thrilled with his victory. Um, and, yeah, it, it's up there with the greatest comebacks that, that I've witnessed, which I, I was able to witness, the Auburn one that you talked about earlier, Pat, and, of course, Kentucky. But it, it was just incredibly thrilling. And I, and, um, I wonder if, this, um, if, if Billy Napier goes on to have a, a fruitful career at UF I wonder if this is the line of demarcation victory. Like, this is the one. Like, you had all the games prior to this, and then this one happened, and everything on the other side um, started to ebb toward um, something more successful. But um, um, I, I got that again, I'm going to touch on some of the other things you said. I got the same Searcy crush as you have, uh, Pat. And <laughs> they better – I tell you what, everybody else better get their, their one-ups on him this year because he's not going to have those strings dangling from his shoulder pads next year. This guy – I mean, this is a true freshman. This dude's going to be bulked up and ready to go, and he is going to be a T 
terror for the next two years after this, um, just destroying offensive lines. Um, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mertz, who I think is going to be one of our better quarterbacks that we, we talk about because I think he's going to come back next year. And lastly, freaking Pearsall is the real thing. If he continues along this same path this year in terms of what he's doing, I think it would be justified talking, including him in, in the same breath that, that you do any other great receivers that we've had. I mean, great catches that he's made, obviously very important game-winning touchdown catch, but that, that Willie Mays catch that he made was phenomenal. This guy's, this guy's an elite receiver who's going to make a living in the NFL, a good living. Ted, I will make an argument with you, and I know where Jeff is going to go on this, and he is not going to agree with me. I think the over-the-shoulder catch was better than the one-handed catch because I don't, you've I don't got know. to find that ball in the air over your head. How do you make that? I don't know how anybody can make it's that. Not catch. That the hard. other one is just reaching up and and making an instinct play and getting destroyed and hanging on to it. That is going. They practice looking that, at a ball that comes over your head. They practice that every single day. I still think it was better. I, I'm going on the I record and say it. it was better. I think it just it gives Billy G a lot of credit for you're now seeing yeah. catches that we hadn't really seen in the past. But, but, Ted, I do agree with you. I mean, if, if he gets 1,000 yards, which he's on pace to now do, it's been 20 years since somebody's done it. He's 20, got a shot at 88, too. Yeah. 88 is a big number, yeah, for me. It, it's impressive. The only reason I will say, Pat, that I think the one-handed catch was more impressive, I've never seen that kind of one-handed catch. The one-handed catch usually happens with the backhand. Not the front hand. You know what I mean? You know, you it see, was I've against Charlotte, too. Yeah. Okay? Come on. This was in a, a conf, an SEC no, game sure. with, with the game the on the line. Attack. Charlotte, the game wasn't on the line. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to stay with my over-the-shoulder catch. It, it that was, was, it was unbelievable. Way, that incredible. Was, incredible catch. And he continues to do them. I tell you what, wasn't a garbage catch. The one on the scramble with Mertz where he's uh, rolling right. Was it a fourth down? Was that, was, that was a fourth it down. It was one fourth too, down. Right? Yeah, fourth and ten. The, the game's over if he doesn't catch it. Time game's over. Time. time after time, I mean, that in that game. It was amazing. I, I was telling Jeff today that I knew we were going to win the game on the tip from Pearsall to uh, Wilson. When, when that happened, I was like, oh, we're supposed to win this game. Ted, it, it Ted I guarantee I you're like everybody in my house. When that ball oh, yeah. got tipped in the air, you went, oh, pick. And no, instead, oh, no uh, instead, here comes Wilson. <laughs> yep. That was a positive play. We can't believe it. That was amazing I, that, because that that yeah. could have been – I mean, he had had uh, two picks. The only two picks he had had have been tip balls. Yeah, off and of you're thinking, saying, oh, right, here's right, another right. one, you know, right as the ball's flying in the air. And then here comes yeah. uh, Trey Wilson. They got a lot of good young players on this team. I'll just say that. They really, really do. Well, I'll let you guys go. Uh, I babbled for longer than usual. Take care. Oh, good stuff. Thanks, Ted. That, that's the thing about this Florida team is if you watch that game and you went, I don't see where this program's going, you just – you're not you. You need to get off the ledge. You need to jump, go ahead and jump off the ledge, because when you see Boardingham, when you see Wilson, when you see all these other young guys that are playing, yeah, it's such a high level. I mean, Florida's got a chance to be really good down the road. Now, if it, you know, 
I mean, obviously, to win, you need to win a game like that. That was important to their confidence. And that, to me, is as much as anything, Jeff, is these guys that were there Saturday are going to feel like they can go on the road and win a game. And they can go on the road and be special. And they can do special things. Uh, I don't know how he got them to do it after not doing it for the last two weeks or last two uh, They changed a lot. They, and the, I think he understood after Kentucky that something wasn't working, and they certainly fixed it. But uh, what did they really change? The, the way that they motivate them? The way that they coach certain individuals? You know, at the beginning of the game, when they were doing a, what I thought was a lot of whistling past a graveyard, which is where they're all trying to psych up for the beginning of the game. And I'm like, eh, guys, it's just false chatter. Maybe it worked. Yeah. Maybe it did work. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Do you ever hold your breath when you pass a graveyard? I don't think I have, but I've whistled past one. Well, what does that mean? Whistling past a graveyard means you you know you're going to die, but you're, hey, well, it's a, not a big deal. <laughs> And you whistle past so you're the graveyard. Andy that Griffin means you know going past the graveyard. Yeah, you know it's not going to end well, but you're 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 still going to kind of pretend like it will. That's that's the whole philosophy. And when I watched them and the way they were incredibly amped before the game, and I was like, eh, I don't know, they were right. Eh, well, yeah, and again. If I'm Billy Napier, I'm making my guys get up. I'm mm -hmm. making my guys do that. I, I understand that. But I, you never know if it's going to work. And then when you saw them go right down the field, you're like, oh, it worked. And then they go right down the field again. Um, so the defense didn't get the memo, I guess, about starting fast. But, again, I think a lot of it has to do with who they played at home and versus a row. This is a defense, and this is my philosophy. This is a defense going to get better. But it may not get better till next year. Uh, but it's 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 and it, it's just not physical enough to handle physical teams. Do you agree, agree. with that? I do agree. All right. What um, what was our last caller's name? I don't know. Come on, um, Jed, Max. Close. You're close Steve, to Jed. John. Come on, uh, Joku. Stick with me here. J it was Ted. Ted. Now, what happens if you get rid of the T? What do you have? Ed. Hey, there you go. He joins us next. Ed, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, Pat, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Early in the year, I thought maybe the secondary was going to be like way, way, way ahead of schedule. Uh, now, probably not so much. It is going to take some seasoning. But uh, uh, and the other thing you said I agree with is the one thing that changed is if we played South Carolina's defense, uh, which wasn't, you know, I think they were close to the bottom in a lot of categories. They were. They stunk, but, uh, they stunk coming in. But you had to take advantage of it, and they did. Absolutely. And I think it, people, you know, message boards and whatever, go round and round and round. I think this is the first time that the deep ball, they had time to throw it. It's been there, and Merch has even looked for it a couple times. But then again, if you're if – you're, if you have a, whole, a bunch of incoming missiles uh, headed for you, you may not want to hold on that extra second and throw the deep ball. But uh, uh, he was fantastic, obviously, on Saturday. Well, Jeff knows better than I was because he was there. I wasn't there. 
But um, the bottom line is a lot of people were saying before the game, South Carolina tends to crash their safeties. And so you can maybe get some deep throws. And I think it's got to – it's not like you can just throw it deep for the hell of it. Um, but they I, – I, I don't know. I don't think Spurrier's comments or anything anybody's – I think they just said, look, they're going to crash defensively. Let's throw it over their head, and that will make them – not that many succeeded. I mean, you think about the, the ball to Mizell did not work. The uh, the one to Khalil did, which was he made a great catch. But it was a on. scramble play. It was a scramble play. Yeah, it wasn't like they were just saying, "Oh, we're just going to throw it deep because everybody thinks we should throw it deep." I think they threw it deep when it was when it was there because they were uh, the way the safeties were playing. Absolutely, and uh, I'm going to call that what the uh, the limbo catch. Goodness gracious, uh, he he might have made himself some money, uh, talking about Pearsall, on Saturday. Uh, I don't know how fast he is or whatever, but I bet you he's a lot like Wes Welker and, and maybe the Cooper Cup or somebody like that. Uh, there's a, If he can get open, I don't care if he runs a 4-2 or not. Uh, I think he can play in the league. He, no. uh, he certainly can. Just the, the route running and obviously the knowledge of the game and you know, receiving is is too at a, a lot about positioning your body and kind of fending guys off and knowing how to to do some of that. And I think you can see it even with Trey Wilson that he can't. I mean, there were, there was a play in the game with if he just jumps back towards the ball, it would have been pass interference on South Carolina. But he doesn't understand that yet. Right. But Pearsall is a veteran, so he knows what to do with his body. He knows how how to kind of fend off a guy and do different things. And that's what the best of the best do. And, you know, it's uh, – and I, and I guess that's what we do. We stereotype because, you know, the two guys you mentioned, of course, are little white dudes, but they're really good. And, I mean, you think about there's not a lot of really good white receivers in the history of this program other than Doring and Trav, right? Can you, is there well, another good one? The, uh, the, the Patriots have already traded their second-round pick for – because he said he seems like the perfect Patriots receiver. Now that was when they had Tom Brady at quarterback. So, but no, he's good, Ed. I mean, and, and remember he probably could have left last year and yeah, he wanted to stay Napier bought into it and sold him on coming back and, and being a part of this thing. Kind of the same message that, he gave to Graham Mertz, and both of those guys really, really like each other. And obviously there's uh, a lot going on with it. Oh, yeah, Chris yep. Collins were a two wasn't bad wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't terrible. He was, yeah, on, he was sure. on an 0-10-1 team, though. Yeah. So. The, oh, 10-1, oh, well, that was our record. Uh, and did Sean really say, uh, Ricky's got a touchdown, Ricky's got a touchdown? It was awfully close to that. He did. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but a lot of people liked it. So, anyway, it was a great game. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll catch you later. I Thanks, did, Ed. I did I, – actually, I, I finally watched the uh, that, and I was like, yeah, I think he was doing – I don't think it was intentional, but I think it was like – it was pretty cool. No, I, I think there was a part of that. You think you, – so you, you think it was – well, in in, a ca- in both cases, the guys were surprised by the touchdown. I think 
There's no doubt that Mick was stunned yeah. when that happened. Dory's got a touchdown. And I think uh, the same way with uh, Sean Kelly. He was like, oh, because that was the, that was what I did. Well, you're thinking happened, they're just trying to get in a field goal range? I didn't know what was I, – I, I just was trying to figure out what was going Because the game, the last nine minutes of that game were unbelievable. And so when it happened, I went, ah, 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 Florida just scored. They got the lead. I think they were – I literally had to look at the TV to go, are they ahead? I think they're ahead now. Did you check, did you check your crack too to see if you let me out? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 look, I love watching – Games that Florida wins. I don't like watching games that they lose. But that was fun. All right. If you love watching us, you can uh, check out Pat's new shirt on Facebook yeah. Live today. He looks good. And we'll continue to talk over the next hour and a half. You're listening to The Tailgate. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 0430. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. 
Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy skies and pleasant temperatures continue through early evening. Then tonight, it will be on the chilly side as we drop into the 40s. Your Tuesday is looking really sunny with comfortable highs around 70. Then it gets downright chilly again overnight with lows in the 40s. And Wednesday will be sunny and a bit warmer in the middle 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Join me along with Mike Golick from Los Angeles when the Chargers take on the Cowboys. Can Micah Parsons and the Dallas D lead them back to the win column? Or will quarterback Justin Herbert and the Chargers come off their bye with a big win? Join us to find out on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Gardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Back it up, back it in, let me begin. I came to win. That's all I know. This is the reason why uh, Mrs. Doubtfire happened. What? You don't get it? Why did Why did he get divorced? Uh, because he was too nice a guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he was, but she walked into them having the party, and the goats were on the table and eating the things out front. Yeah, that wouldn't go well. In my and he house was either. standing on the uh, the table dancing to this song. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I this didn't... was a song in there. So I always think you about it. Clearly, have watched that. that more than I have. It's a good movie. Some people I've think. Some people probably listening right now think Mrs. Doubtfire is a bad movie, but. No, I think it's, it's a good. great movie. I think I, it's I just, cr- I just like Robin Williams because he's so good at what he does. And to be able to do that and change voices and he do is all on these my, things. He is on my Mount Rushmore of comics. Like I just I have a I don't know, infatuation for people that yeah. are that talented. Okay. Like all right, so So who would be on your Mount Rushmore of comics? Of comics? comics. I don't, just I don't know. Pure about comics. comics. Richard Pryor pure I like comics. Chevy Chase, I like. He's not a comic. Kind of is. No, he's a guy who. By the way, did you see what they uh, they did with Dion on Saturday Night Live? Wait, wait. Let me Kay. just tell you mine. All okay. Right. Pryor, yeah. definitely one. Robin Williams, George Carlin, Seinfeld. 
George Carlin's good, and and that that is leaving Rodney. I never off. listened to. I see. I, to me, Rodney Dangerfield will be better than yeah. Seinfeld because I I never watched Jerry do stand up. It was just the show. I, I saw him do stand up yeah. several times. So he was, and he, he was, was here really at Gator good. Girl. He's really good. But did you see how they? Did you see the Dion skit? I did. That was pretty <laughs> <So> good. good. <laughs> That was the only redeeming thing of a, a bad Saturday Night Live, believe me. It wasn't, wasn't good. Although they had both of the superstars of America yeah. on. Kelsey and T. Kelsey. Swizzle were there. T. Swizzle. <laughs> and then they went out and held hands and kissed at an after party. Oh, so my big God. Big news, folks. It's, it's, big news. It's all, whether it's conspiracy, whether it's all being brought together, whether it's on their own, whether it's they're doing it up on their own, it doesn't matter. These are things that don't matter. I love that Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football said, hey, we're going to show it a couple of times. That's it. And I, I think he said, I'm a journalist. I still am a journalist. Let's kind of keep it to the thing that we're trying to cover. And I thought that was great. Yes. And it was great to see Stanford come back and win from a 29 nothing deficit. No, Colorado was up 29 nothing. They didn't lose that game. Yeah, it was great. It was. I can only imagine what Dion said to them after. I actually watched today, uh, like, part of the uh, fourth quarter. And I, was, I, I still can't believe you could lose a 29 nothing lead. Said, weren't weren't ready for the moment, right? It could have been the gold headset that he's wearing on the sideline. In the end, we don't know if he's a great coach or not, right? Yeah, I, I don't think he has the right players right now, or at least not for that level. But my point is, we don't know if he's a great coach, right? I mean, we he might be. We don't know that. Because he has not done anything as a head coach. He might be great. He might be the guy that you want to get. He might be the guy that everybody – but do you think everybody's like their level of interest in Deion Sanders as being the next coach at uh, – like Michigan State's going to hire a coach before Deion's going to be ready to go. Yeah. Okay, but, but, but at a Michigan State or – let's just say Harbaugh leaves after this year. And and I, I know every year everybody's talking about Harbaugh's going to go back to the NFL. What if he leaves? Would you hire him at, at, at Michigan? Dion? Dion. No. No, I wouldn't either. I don't think he's he's bringing what you want. No. He's he's bringing the publicity, and if you want that, And he can't fine. bring the players because they have. And, and it's perfect for Colorado because they don't oh, yeah. have any kind of relevancy since, what, it was Cordell a, Stewart was running around well twenty yeah, years ago and the uh, McCartney era. But I will say this: Eric Bieniemy, they it was a brilliant hire. It's one of the best hires in the history of yeah. college football because you're going to get your program back on the map. And let me tell you what: he's going to leave, and you're going to be able to bring in somebody that is going to be great you know you're going to bring you're going to be able to bring in a higher caliber of player or higher caliber of coaches now that said i think they're going to go six to six at best this year because they got a lot of hard games i don't know if they'll make a bowl yeah and and speaking of coaches and we have this conversation it seems like weekly 
But Jimbo's now four and three. They That's just a played a, a Tennessee team that threw for a hundred yards. Now they they ran it all over him, so they didn't have to I throw it a bunch. I watched the game, so I know about it. So you yeah. you know more than me. But I just I I looked at the stats and I looked at everything and how does A and M only score thirteen points for a guy that's making eight gazillion dollars? Well, he'll tell you it's because their quarterback's out, but that's not the, the reason. He's you know I I it, it's funny because today I was listening to uh, the SEC channel. And Peter and uh, Doring Doring were on, and they were talking about. And this guy called in and goes, "He goes, I don't see Bobby Petrino engaging with the players. I don't see that kind of." And I'm like, "He's in the press box. <laughs> what do you expect?" He said, "He's in the press box. He's a jerk when he's on the field, but he's in the press box. So how is he going to engage with players?" Uh, but wow, it's not going well. It's just not going well for them. What is going well is the Rangers right now. They've got five straight hits. They lead it 3 nothing, and there's not even an out yet against the that's Astros. A, that's a shame. Yeah. Come on, Rangers. I'm a Rangers um, Diamondbacks fan, I guess. I don't even know. No. Who, I couldn't name one player on their team. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Randy Johnson. You know, I'm going to go with uh, that guy that is always killing me on the... Corbin Carroll? No. He's on their team. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I can't name one player on their team. No, I'd, I, I'd like the Phillies to win it. Why? Because I think if I didn't have the feud because of the stuff with the Braves, like... They're a fun team to watch. You like know Bryce Harper plays for them, right? Yeah, but he's a and good dude. Why is he a good dude? Because he is. You've hung out with him? No. But I just... I, all right, we got to get a break. Next thing you're, you're going to be telling me that Taylor Swift's music is really good. I don't really listen to that. No, I, but I, I couldn't tell you. My daughter it. says it's real good. And she cried when she went to the movie this weekend. <laughs> That's how good it was. All right. Jose's nodding his head, so he must have watched it as well. You got that midnight show in Jose. You got after it, didn't you? Did you dress up? No, I'm <laughs> not into Taylor Swift music, All right, though. <laughs> we'll get a break, get uh, another call on the other side to wrap up our number one here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Lafayette Hornets face the Fort White Indians in the Florida High School playoffs tonight at 7. Meanwhile, Cedar Key Sharks will face the Tigers of Trenton also at 7 in the Florida High School playoffs. Moving to the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys will be traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers tonight on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, quarterback Graham Mertz was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week while kicker Trey Smack was named the SEC Co-Special Teams Player of the Week. In baseball, the Phillies will be hosting their first game against the Diamondbacks in the NLCS in the, tonight at 8.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place has been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville. It's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at myfloridalicense.com. Coming in November, Gator men's basketball right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, back at it. Duels and Dozo here with you as we wrap up hour number one. We are watching Texas versus Texas on the telly. Right now we got a call from Texas. ATX Gator joins us. Where are your uh, allegiance in this uh, Houston and Texas rivalry? Yeah, so I'm actually, I think I'm like your boy. Uh, I forget. He fills in every once in a while, but he's a Mets fan. Uh, PG, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a, a Mets fan. I grew up in Connecticut. So, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have some Mets allegiance. But I think in this rivalry, I'll probably pull for the Rangers only just because they're the newer of the two teams. Okay, fair enough. And they're up 4 um, nothing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, exactly. Um, man, good weekend. That was fun. Um, it was It was definitely um, – yeah, I think it was funny you see after the game, and I'm bouncing around because there's a couple things you said about Dion that I want to talk about too. But, um, you know, and it was, I, I thought the best part of the weekend for me was Florida kind of came out. They came out strong. They played well. Then they, they kind of slumped, and then they got back up off the mat and, and landed the final blow, um, which I thought was, was even more meaningful than, say, had they gone in and, and just kind of gone up you know, by three or four scores and then just kind of coasted. I thought that was even more meaningful the way the game actually unfolded. Yeah, to, to stay sort of in the moment and cool and not panic, I, I, I do agree. I, I think they needed something like that. And remember, there was a lot of close games last year other than the Georgia game, at least from a score standpoint, and then, of course, the bowl game, which didn't matter. But all those other games, just Florida wasn't able to win those close games. So it was nice to have something like that and now be on the other end of it. I think it it does. It changes a mindset for for a lot of different people in the program and certainly fan base as well. They've got to get better at the third quarter. They're not a good third quarter team. They haven't been for a while. But, they again, they they were not good in the third quarter. So they've got to come out of halftime with a little bit of different energy or something. I don't know. Now – See, that's the thing. What are we talking about? you got to start the game with energy. Well, maybe they ran out of energy. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we can only ask them to do so much. Yeah, well, hey, they, they, they refound their energy and, and, and found a way to get it, get it done. And I think to, to buck the trend, because normally when things are going bad, I'll call in and be positive. A couple of things I wanted to kind of get both of your opinions on. One, Trey Smack, how did, was he not named the starting place kicker because he sucked in the spring he was terrible (laughs) he i mean the spring game he missed every kick and then he they made him come back out to kick that last kick and it was like a 21 yard no it was longer than that no it was like i got it on video it was like 40 yards it was not 40 you want to bet i will bet it wasn't 40 all right we'll bet we'll bet on that we'll look it up so he made that kick with nobody rushing. But, but Mahalik was just the more yeah. consistent guy. So yeah, He went very good. And then Mahalik was terrible, obviously, in the early part of the season. And, and so it was they, interesting watching him because, you know, being there doing the pregame for three hours, you get to watch all the warm-ups. And Mahalik tried to hit a, about a 48-yarder, and he came up about five yards short. And then Smack came in during warm-ups and attempted a 53-yarder was about. And it would have been good from like sixty-five. I mean, there's just well, there was such a difference. There's never been a question who has both of them watching leg. It's just a question right. whether, whether he could get consistent. And let's face it, he would have gone what five for five without uh, getting blocked. Yeah, guy, you know. And again, that's the offensive line has to do a better job of of blocking that. But he would have gone five for five. I, I guarantee it would have gone in because I I was looking at the tra- trajectory of the kick and it looked like it was going to go in. So he was amazing. Uh, and he has been a big part of why Florida has been able to kind of bounce back here. Yeah. And I, so I want to get your opinion too on Princely. I, I feel like he almost has a little bit of the Brenton Cox syndrome. He, he feels like he is, he's taken a spot on the field, but 
not really doing all that much. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all because Brent Cox had one play, and that was to rush the passer every down. Uh, the thing about Princely is that he they drop him back into coverage a lot. If you if you watch it, they drop him back a lot to, and they're not trying to rush the passer. They're trying to take away coverage. And that's kind of the way they played it. So, uh, and I think Princely has, I mean, just watching the games this year, I think he plays his butt off. Yeah, and, and ATX Gator, you, you got to look at, you know, even with pro football focus when they rank the guys and people through the SEC and pass rushers, he's actually one of the highest graded because of the impact okay. that he makes it affecting the quarterback. So, yeah, he's good. good. Okay. All right, man. We got to head out. I hear the music, so I'll run, but uh, I think it's falling apart for Dion. I I, I read something about he follows no traditions of Colorado, whatever. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I think that's going to unravel quicker than you could imagine. But uh, be good, guys. All right. Thank you. What a shame if that Uh, would be the case. That would be awful. All right. Back with a whole nother hour here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. This is the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. I had low back pain that was due to herniated discs. Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, another satisfied patient who found regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Over a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I've had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment. Before Dr. Garzone found QC Kinetics, he was looking at all the old school pain treatments. It was recommended that I have steroid injections done, but then unfortunately my insurance company said that I would have to do three months of physical therapy first and I needed to get better quickly. With QC Kinetics, the doctor got lasting relief with no downtime. I didn't have to take any medications during my treatment. I avoided surgery and I am now pain-free. Don't live with chronic pain and don't go under the knife. Call QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352 400 I 
was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. It's a hard reality to know you're getting older. Believe me, I sit next to Pat every single day, but we all have to go through it, and with it come some aches and pains with every single step. But the good part is the pains are fixable, and one quick stop into Titan MRI will get you going in the right direction. There's lots of us out there that think we can just handle pain or it'll just eventually go away, but what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. I'm telling you, go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better and getting it to someone that can fix it. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be back on your way, carrying on your day in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in Gainesville, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the community. And they've been so good that Lake City came calling. They've got a place that is perfect up in Columbia County as well. Even your own doctors are bringing their families to Titan MRI. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat all right that's us it is hour two of the tailgate here on a sonic sound off monday and uh, as always the Titan MRI hotline is hot. Well, I guess even hotter after a loss, but it's a good thing. Oh, it's that way the, hotter uh, the Gators after won. a loss. I've got a good question for you. We'll we'll play it after this, but I, I I have a good question for you. You'll play the question after this? No, I will ask you the question oh. after we run this segment. Okay. We'll uh, talk about a lot of different things, but of course uh, the big one is... What happened in Columbia? The Gators getting it done on the road for the first time this year. Five and two now, heading into the bye week. And no, Mr. Bowers for Georgia in no, a couple of weeks. He's out for four, How about that? four weeks at least. Yeah, ankle surgery. You know, it's weird because, Jeff, when I was watching the games, and Bowers and Jordan Travis both went out about the same time. Out of the game, Jordan Travis. I, I, I saw this last year. I oh, he's done for the year. Now nah, he came back and played in the game. He, he's got this left shoulder that keeps popping out on him. So anyway, but I was thinking about it. I went when Bowers went out. I was like, what's more significant for Florida? I go well. It's definitely Jordan Travis. I said. So how can I vote for Brock Bowers for the Heisman? Then. As we the the news comes out that he's out for a while with a ankle surgery, 
Obviously, yeah, but he is still such he's a huge great, part of that. But offense. he's not going to win the Heisman. No, yeah. that's, that's but he's my also point. going to point. probably help you win a game. Oh yeah, the games so, that matter. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be. A, a, I, I, all my my only point is, I was he was on my ballot, and not that many guys get on my ballot, you know. But after after that happened, I went well. If he's out, it's not going to make Georgia that much worse. So how can I vote for him for the Heisman? That's my point. All right. Let's uh, get some calls. 392-8255. John joins us next. Hey, John, what's up? Uh, hi, Jeff. How are you doing today? Awesome. Um, I'm uh, deviating a little bit, and I'm uh, giving you a shout-out. Uh, I'm not sure that personalities such as yourself realize the impact you have on youth. Uh, several years ago, while you were over at Ironwood, uh, my grandson approached you about uh, assisting the, the golf course with an Eagle Scout project. And you uh, jumped in, you said, hey, I've got some things that would really help here. You guided and directed him. You uh, you made an impression on him, and uh, I I just wanted to make sure that everyone realizes uh, the good work that you people do behind the scenes that no one really knows about, but uh, has a, a positive effect, uh, especially on on the younger people. So, uh, thanks for your help. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, John, I, I mean, I think that was you know the the best part of that job for so many years and. I mean, it was. It's it's the community. It's the impact you can make, and um, you know, I think uh, we always just tried to to do anything possible for uh, you know people that needed stuff for sure. Um, Absolutely. So uh, yeah, no, and, and I remember y- your grandson just like it was yesterday. A great, great kid, and always happy to help. So I, I appreciate now, that for sure. Jeff has done a great job with uh, dealing with people. Believe me, he's had to deal with me. That's true. It's it's hard, John. <laughs> right there. Is, is uh, enough. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. By the way, I wanted to bring this up. Okay. The um, the return of my favorite cheer oh, this yes. weekend. It was uh, it was cool, and and Tate actually heard it. I, it it's hard for me to hear through yeah. the headset. There's so much going on, and Tate got on the because Tate and I communicate the whole game, and he's like, "They're playing move back, you suck," <laughs> and he was like so excited. And well, I knew you would be uh, excited. A friend of mine, uh, his her son is in the band, and they said they were going to bring it back, and they brought it back, and they they played it for us, and I was like, "It's the best cheer ever." Why would you get rid of that cheer? Move back, you suck. Dun, 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 dun. Move back, you suck. <laughs> it's the best cheer. It is good of all time. I don't know why they got rid of it. I think there was a little bit too political, too much wokeness on that, but. If if you make a if you commit a penalty, move back, you suck. There it's just that's what college football is about. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's I wouldn't uh, like it if, it if South Carolina was playing that. Would I like that? No. I wouldn't like it, but that, that would be part of it. But well, and, and the good part is I didn't really hear and I, there were some, but I didn't hear like the the cock noise wasn't obnoxious i only heard it once yeah it was yeah. it was pretty mellow for uh what they were doing so it was good 
see what Bernard's got for us today. Hey, Bernard. Hey, man. Hey, that was a big win on Saturday, and I think that uh, you know Napier's taking a lot of criticism. I think one of the things you know we talk about play calling, but a lot of people had. Mercy at the bottom of the heap. I think the way that he's played has to be a feather in uh, Napier's cap. I, I don't think very many people saw uh, Mertz playing like he's played for the Gators uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and the other thing is this. Uh, what's the, the deal uh, with the defense? You knew that they weren't, Kentucky wasn't going to go up to beat Georgia being a one-dimensional. They they, they ran for 330 on us and passed for 70. That's not going to cut it against Georgia. And then South Carolina had success running the ball. I, I know for a fact in watching the team this year that Shamar James has been far and away the best player on the defense. So do we need some more? Uh, 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 I know we need better linebackers. I thought with Cameron Jackson, 6'6", 360, and Caleb Banks, that would cut some of that stuff down. But we still seem to be having trouble on basic, on stopping just basic running plays up the middle when you need your linebacker or somebody to come in and fill a gap. Yeah, and, and, and Bernard, that's real quick. I don't want to interrupt you, but that, that, again, I think it's very obvious that's the problem of what's happening and those guys just are, are getting away from those gap assignments and not doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't know the reason why. I don't know if you know Austin Armstrong needs to do a better job of kind of making sure they just stay within themselves. But it, it's pretty blatant when when you see that that's the case. And you know, as good as Shamar is, and and I love that kid. He's a great kid, and he's all over the place. Like he just he's he doesn't look like a linebacker. No. And, and maybe it's hard because Spikes is now on the trips and, you know, I sit next to him a lot and it was like, <laughs> a that's what a linebacker size, should look yeah. like. But even if you think but about... But nobody looked like No, Brandon nobody Spikes, did. Yeah. But even if you watch like the NFL this weekend, I watch a lot of the Detroit game where Anzalone's there and yeah. he just, there are these bigger linebackers. Um, I mean, David Reese was, was a little bit smaller, but he was thicker than Shamar was. But... I think that's the problem with the defense is that they're still young guys. Yeah, there's a and lot so of young guys not understanding. Filled in yet? They haven't quite uh, gotten to that. I mean, that's where you go to the portal to get some of the defensive linemen. Of course, Cam Jackson made a huge, what could have been a huge penalty, which was yeah. really dumb. Uh, well, penalty was that. I I, I only caught the it was a that, rough. He got rough, rough in the, the passer, passer, and it was an obvious rough in the passer. And it yeah, was, he didn't it, need to hit. It the would guy. have been third and ten. Uh, it yeah, was I saw a that against, crucial point uh, in the they game. Called yeah. one, I was at the Vanderbilt game. They called one against Caleb. These guys got to pull up. They're not going to let you hit that quarterback. You, you know, you're getting no, a No, you can't do that. And, and stupid. Yeah. You have to, uh, put, and another thing, I think that – I'm going to be candid. I think that we'll get better cornerback play when we get to King Jackson and Sean J- I, I don't think Jason Marsh has played that particular he well. He and the book, and the book is out on these guys, man. Jalen Kimber left Georgia. He, he's out probably. Out, he's in fact, he's outplayed Jason Marshall. But the guy doesn't seem to want to tackle. Not, he's, they're not physical, and, and, and to me, that's a problem. You know, these guys don't want to come up. Who did you, who did you say was better guy. than Jason Marshall? I, I didn't. I think that I don't think. Uh, I think going into this year. 
uh, Jason Marshall was the, the first round potential draft pick. But I think if you look at the actual play on the field, I think in terms of uh, defending the pass, I would say maybe Jalen Kimball has out. Jalen Kimball's outplayed Jason Marshall. Okay, I well you need cool. to watch the games. Yeah, I, I thought Kimber was pretty bad. He got. Killed by Several uh, times, Leggett yeah. in that game. Leggett, well, they anytime they put Leggett him on Leggett, they went to Leggett, and and he was able to hit a bunch of big passes. Got a big pass interference. I'm not sure Jalen Kimber, but he's you know he's again a, a, a smaller guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I, I don't know if Kimber's necessarily led up to to what we thought he would be either. He he did come up and finally they they had a. a kind of a, a corner blitz and he came up and made a tackle and he missed that same tackle a couple of weeks ago because he, he got out of his containment. Um, so he, he learned a little bit there, but yeah, these just guys aren't that physical yet. And you, you, you thought Marshall would be better. You look at a couple yeah. of plays, it's like, why yeah. didn't Marshall get to that ball or what's going on? But he's still the best of all of them. Um, hey, but they just, yeah. they got a lot of young dudes. Jeff, where's David Moore? He hadn't played in the I, last That is a week. good question. Yeah. I have no and, idea. Uh, he's not on the injury report. Is he one of these guys that's upset and maybe in the transfer portal? And I'll close by saying this, man. Look, I think you got I've been I'm I've been very surprised. I'm not a big I was not a big I'm not a big Deion Sanders fan, but he's impressed me. I think you guys will make a mistake if you undersell this guy. Uh Colorado won one game last year. And they're going to do much better than this year. I, I mean, they they blew a lead. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, that happened. I've seen it happen in basketball games where teams lead large lead. But don't don't underestimate Deion Sanders. You guys have a great day. All right, thanks, they, Bernard. They won four this year. I'm not sure they'll win any more, but they've won four. Yeah, is it four or three? I don't they've know. only won three. Three, but I mean, look. What he has done at Colorado is insignificant to the the one loss record does is is doesn't matter. We talked about this last week. Five of the top eight rated games of people watching are Colorado games. I haven't even seen the the numbers for this game. The only one that wasn't among the top eight was a Pac-12 uh, only game where you had to watch it on the Pac-12 network, which eight hundred people get. And it still had four point six million. I don't know how that happened, but um, I, I, I've look. I get what you're, and and I, I'm curious to see where Deion Sanders is going to end up next year, or or the year after that. Again, I don't think he'll go next year because he can't take his players with him. But uh, it's going to be curious to see where he goes. He's going to go somewhere, and he's made college football. Up, it's it's part of the. It's a weird resurgence of college football, Jeff, and that more people are watching it than ever, and more people are showing up at games than ever. Not just Colorado games, but Florida games. I mean, look at the numbers Florida's putting up. Look at the numbers. When you look at all these games, you were there in, in Columbia. I mean, this is a two and three team that they were showing up to support. So I think college football's fine. The NIL hasn't shut them down. Nothing shut them down. They're still fine. Uh, Dion's just helping it. You know, there's no question about it. All right, we need a break. We'll come back with more of your calls. You're listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. No. 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Palaka Panthers will face the Raiders of Crescent City in the Florida High School playoffs tonight at 6. Meanwhile, the Bradford Tornadoes will be facing the Bulldogs of Taylor County also tonight at 6. Moving to the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys will be traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers tonight on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, quarterback Graham Mertz was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week, while kicker Trey Smack was named the SEC Co-Special Teams Player of the Week. In baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies will be hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight for Game 1 of the NLCS tonight at 8.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep-dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout. 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. going on for the Gators today, and it is a, a good thing as Florida pulls it off, and now we don't have to talk uh, negatively during a bye week, and then a whole nother week leading into Georgia, so a lot of good stuff. The boys get off today, too, so that's, it's always nice. Yeah, I would think that at this point of the season, I mean, this is a beat-up team. I mean, we, They've already had a bunch of guys out, I'll be obviously uh, uh I'm not going to try it. <clears throat> Kingsley is out. Uh, Andy Jean's been out. Uh, so they, they can get some guys healthy, and some of the guys that got hurt in the game are going to get healthy, and I, I think it'll be perfect. You're going to go into the Georgia game with all your guys ready to go and, you know, see what you can do. See what we Maybe can do. Maybe you can pull off a miracle. That would be cool. Cattleman joins us next. What's up, Mikey? Hey, guys. Happy uh, Wrap It Up Monday, guys. Yes, Fifth sir. quarter, I guess. Hey, guys, first off, y'all want a little uh, 55 on Rocky Top today? Y'all ready to get that fleece out? Yeah, I'm sure. It's uh, a little chill down here, too, in the 60s, so I can only imagine. Yeah, just uh, throwing that at y'all, guys. Hey, um, what kind in on Dion, guys, I heard the last segment. Who's... Uh, I thought the Dion bubble had kind of cooled down. Uh, I hadn't been seeing the buzz on Dion. They're, they're still getting huge ratings and all that. Yeah, they still are. <laughs> yeah, their last game, which was only on the Pac-12 network, was like 5.8 million people. So I know the numbers when they come in on the uh, this game, even though it was at 10.30, t- kicked off at 10.20, I'm sorry, um, p.m., I, I'm sure it's going to still do incredible numbers. I mean, people want to watch Dion. They do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought the buzz had died a little bit on that. Nope, I'm sure he gets, really. a, he gets a little bit of a different audience. He might bring some people who aren't normally college football fans, too, because of the celebrity well, aspect. It, which is why the, the NFL is, like, freaking out about Taylor Swift. I mean, it's not because they're watching the Chiefs. They're watching the possibility of seeing a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Yeah. And, you know, Colorado, I'm sure locally there in that community, they've been, you know, so much forgotten about dead in the water. I'm sure they're happy to have a gelatin energy. But last time I checked, hey, he was I've, his butt kicked. I've been in that community before. It, it, they, 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 they care about the Colorado Buffaloes. 
because there ain't much else going on there. So, uh, but yeah, he's getting his butt kicked and he's being humiliated in, in a lot of ways. But it, I tell you, nobody nobody didn't little... see this coming. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I want to move on and talk SEC, guys. But I'll tell you who's probably breathing a sigh of relief with uh, Norvell's success on a lot of levels is FSU because, you know, the fans, you know, hire the former player and all that. I guess you all know this over the years probably. problem with hiring a former player is probably more often than not you got to fire a former player. And um, with the FSU success, I guess the, the radio shows over there aren't saying, hey, run off uh, uh, this guy and bring in Dion. I guess they're not getting those calls. No, I, that, no, not at all. And and remember, when I don't Dion think they were there before, either. but and Dion almost he, punted Florida State when somebody said, "Hey, you're a Florida State grad," and he's like, "No, I'm a HBC grad." And yeah. uh, it's almost like he kind of disregarded Florida State. So I don't even know how yeah. much affinity they have for him anyway. I mean, that happened to Nebraska with Scott Frost when they hired a former yeah. player. Oh, it's going to be great. It didn't work out. You had to get rid of him. Yeah, that's another reason Coach Spurrier is so unique. Uh, you know, favorite son and a great coach. You don't see uh, talk about something you don't see very much. That's right. All right, guys, three things real quick. Um, first off, nice win for Billy. Looks like uh, Billy's going to get his three years, doesn't it? Always well, he, was always going to get his three years. I don't know, guys. Uh, listen, I, I start no, to that, wonder. That, well, that's that website, you guys, say. stupid. Yeah, it's easy to say that kind of crap, but there was there was no chance of that happening. Well, you don't want to lose to Bush Jones 2.0. That's a nice time for a 10-point rally, isn't it? Hey, have, you, have y'all seen what Beamer's up to today? He's, he's mad at his uh, uh, light guy. He's blaming his lighting guy or something. Yeah, and he was blaming everybody for one one pass rusher for stopping when he was supposed to blitz, and he went on about a minute-and-a-half rant he blaming did. everybody. Yeah. yeah, I don't know yeah. what the deal was with the lights, how they were flashing during certain plays and – I mean, they they may get a fine, actually get a fine from the uh, SEC for that. Yeah, he's a weirdo. If his name was Shane Baxter, he wouldn't have a big job. But everybody wants. You know to what I was thinking about him. Jeff during the game is how the the caller last week said they, they wanted somebody with more enthusiasm. So basically, they wanted Shane Beamer. Yeah, and I'm like, that guy's a nut on the sideline. He's a nut. He, he is. Uh, yeah. That's what they wanted, and I was like, I'll, I'll take Billy Napier. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Dan Mullen's a nut, but it wasn't much fun seeing him in that Darth Vader outfit, was it? Well, no, of course not. That's why. Yeah, you don't like the program. You, 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 I mean, Mickey Mouse is in Orlando. It's not in the SEC. Last time I checked. Hey, guys, a uh, couple of quick hits for you here. Speaking of uh, coaches on the hot seat, is uh, Texas A&M going to have to pony up that $77 million for Jimbo? Yeah, we, we talked about that in the first hour. It, it's becoming more and more evident that he's not the answer for some odd reason. You, you may have to. I mean, you, you can't do that and only score 13 against the not-so-good Tennessee team. And a That's team that only score, what, threw for 100 yards against you. Yeah, 31 against I, got, hey, I know y'all got a lot of calls probably today. Won't talk to Bob, but I got one last thing for you. Heads up. Y'all might want to pull up Brett McMurphy on um, X. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. Uh, love Elon, Pat. I'm sure you do too, right? But anyway, um, Brett McMurphy, who I'm sure you respect, Pat, Very is saying um, Brock uh, Bowers is going to opt out. I mean, um, everybody's saying, ah, George is wanting to say he's doing the tightrope and, you know, all this. But um, Brett McMurphy's saying um, he's done. Well, why the hell would he play anymore? He's going to be a top-10 NFL draft pick. Why would he hurry back 
Um, that's something you're not seeing official yet. Georgia's not going to come out and say it, but it sounds like if you respect Brett McMurphy, apparently uh, Brock Bowers is opting out and he's done. Well, yeah, if, hang in there. If, yeah, thanks for the call, I guess. Uh, but there's no question that uh, if I was Brock Bowers, that would be something I would be considering. He's going to miss at least four weeks, at least. So why come back for the last couple of games? But I, I think you see where they are. If they're playing for a national title, it gives yeah. you an extra month and go play in that game. And again, I, I don't I don't know that that's true. But I mean, if Brett's reporting it, I tend to believe it's true because Brett is a good Mr. dude. Mr. Boy. Yeah, I like Brett. And he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's getting. He Every story he's broken, people go, no, that's not true. And then like, Two days later, it happens, and they go, well, I guess it was true. So if, if that's true. But, I mean, as the only effect on Florida, which is all we care about, is that he's not going to play against Florida. And he, he is, like, like I said, he was a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Literally. It's a, it's a big deal. Until going to that game. For sure. All right, let's go uh, down to Sarasota and talk to Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Good. Hey, I was in Columbia this weekend, and uh, let me tell you, I don't know what it sounded like on TV because I haven't watched the replay yet, but I can tell you that stupid rooster was going off every second in there. And you know, you didn't really hear it on TV, but again, I wasn't watching the game on television, but I watched the replay because, you know me, I, I mean, I watched it, but I don't like to listen to the – Announcers. Don't pay attention. Yeah. So, well, I, but I, when I watched from, the replay, I didn't really hear it much. But again, I watched only the last nine eleven. Yeah, I was there two rows from the field, right behind the Gator bench, mm-hmm. which is a whole other story in itself. Thank you, StubHub. <laughs> nice. Um, but the also the uh, uh, they played music and that you know make noise decibel meter. Yeah. After every single play. And literally, the ball would have already been snapped when they actually stopped the music. Um, the other thing was, I, I, last year I was at the uh, Texas A&M game, which is the first game that they was the first night game where they had the lights. And I can tell you, the lights in that stadium are well. Let me put it this way: if you were an epileptic. You would have been on the uh, ground having a grand ball season. I, I have heard that um, from before from people that are, are epileptic. When and it's not just these schools in the SEC or the Braves games and stuff like that. I don't understand why you got to turn the lights off and on. I just let the game bothers people. At that why Texas A&M game? I felt like that uh, that the Texas A&M coaching staff was significantly distracted by the sound by the lights. Because you could see on the sidelines that they were discombobulated. They were not, you know, smooth, you know, yeah. during Maybe that's out. why Florida won. The rest of that. It was a big <laughs> distraction. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not a big fan of that myself. But, hey, you know. Yeah. The last thing is the stadium's a dump. And, Pat, you're old enough to appreciate this. In the men's room, they have the trough urinals oh, like wow. they used to oh, have in the old orange Yeah, bowl. old school, yeah. They had that at Florida Field at oh, one point. The Gator Bowl like, dominated that in terms of it was, the trough with, with people would pee and they would it literally would run out and it'd be all over the floors yeah. and stuff. The Gator Bowl was one of the greats. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I was worried when I went to the old Orange Bowl that those restrooms that were hanging by a strap from the structure of the stadium <laughs> were going to fall. Uh, it was. It was dangerous as hell. But I, I was a Gator boost. Pat, you and I were in Gainesville together uh, at the same time. And I was a Gator booster from the time I graduated and a season ticket holder until last year. And I decided not to renew my tickets this year because it is such a trauma to get from Sarasota to the games with the traffic on I-75. And I get it. The yeah. traffic after the games in Gainesville is bad, but it's actually worse in Columbia, if that's even possible. Oh, it, it was so way worse. It was horrible in Columbia. Columbia is one of the worst places to go to a game. It really is. Yeah, well, we're driving home after the game or yesterday, and we're coming through Gainesville, and my two boys are in the car, and we're kind of whining about, you know, how bad the traffic is coming from Gainesville. And what do you suppose happened as soon as we got to 326 north of Ocala? Dead stop all the way to, to 441 and past Wildwood. But you kind of know that's coming. You know, and you you know it's potential to come, but uh, well, but it didn't used to be that way. I oh, mean, I granted, nothing is how it used to be. I get that. Yeah, it's but. just uh, that whole area is just bad. I mean, it's like one reason yeah. they have we some people call it the uh, triangle of death because there's so many traffic yeah. accidents down there. But it's awful. No, but you're, my you're right. That. My daughter. Yeah. you're right. South Carolina. It is. My daughter's in the Honors College at South Carolina. She's a member of the Coquettes dance team there that dances with the band. And so I told her after this game, I said, you know, honey, I love you. I love you more than anything, but I am not coming to another game at this place. So you're um, saying you love her, but not more than traffic. <laughs> well, not more than really, really bad traffic, a crappy stadium, crappy consent. Listen to this. After the game is over – the people are packing up food in the concession stands, and there's a Chick-fil-A guy there. And so I, I had stopped because I tried to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich right after the start of the game, and they were sold out. I said, how many Chick-fil-A sandwiches, chicken sandwiches, do you guys get for the game? And the guy says, oh, we get 2,000 sandwiches. I said, seriously, this place holds 80,000 people, and you think 2,000 sandwiches is enough? Wow. What planet are you living on? Yeah, makes no sense. So wait a minute. Your daughter is a uh, coquette for the uh, South Carolina team? Yes. Okay, so who were you rooting for? Well, here's the odd part. My boys (laughs) went half and half, South Carolina shirts, gator hats, and I was all South Carolina, uh, but I was jumping up and down and yelling for the gators, so... Not a baby. You can't get – I bleed orange and blue. Yeah, it came, it came out of you, Andy. Yes, at that. the end, yeah, exactly. You have to. Well, and both my son is a, getting his master's degree in engineering at Georgia Tech, my middle son, and he's a bleeds orange and blue, and he's a gator. And my oldest, uh, you'll appreciate, is uh, got his uh, PGA golf thing at UNLV. There we go. Nice. And he's nice. tied in the wool gator. Good stuff. A lot of, lot Sam, of great ties. You've done a good job with your jeans. That you have. <laughs> yeah, I tried. All right, guys, I <laughs> just right. wanted to weigh in about that. We just want to Yeah, no, that, that's interesting it. about the – and, I, you know, I, I significantly heard it 
two years ago. I just I heard it less this time. Yeah. So maybe Egan did a good job in our ears of not having the uh, the Nat sound I as bad. I only heard it like once. So that was game. a good thing. But Appreciate again, it, I Andy. It. Yeah, Tate, Tate Tate was right in front of where we were sitting. Okay. So he heard the same thing we heard. So he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, so, appreciate it. Anyhow. All right, guys, keep, keep up the good work. Love the show. Yep, sounds good. I want to meet Andy's wife because she's got all these great kids. Yeah, doing so, good. And it's clearly not from Andy. It's got to be from his wife. It's, and speaking of Tate, um, he he had to stay the Saturday night. So where we park is, you know, it's probably, I don't know, good 15-minute walk. And oh, it's it's a long walk there. I believe. Well, I mean, for us, it's shorter than you because we're walk faster, longer legs, longer it's still longer long. limbs. It's a long walk, but it's a long. You know, we're we're leaving. Here. We're going to the airport. You've got the police escort, which is great. And it was a long post game because everybody's celebrating, so it's longer than normal even. And trying yeah, to get losing through. is a short post yes. game. Yes, but it was a lot of people, and we were pulling up to the airport. Tate texted me and said, hey, can I get the hotel address again? I can't find it. So as I go, hey, here it is. I was like, where are you at? He said, I'm still sitting in the parking lot. Like that's how bad traffic was getting out of South Carolina. And you could see it coming out of all these streets. Like you couldn't go anywhere. Going into it. It's brutal. I always always, uh, dreaded that drive in to the stadium, even though we would go three hours early. It still was terrible. Uh, getting out was never a problem. It's never been a problem for me because by the time we get out, it's, you know. Yeah, but getting out of this one on a close yeah. game, everybody stayed, so it made it even worse. Till the last minute. All Although, right, we need a break. I did see them leaving after the uh, pick. Well, it's still the last minute. It's, I, I enjoyed watching them leave. It was good. After they were, and let me, I got a great question for you after this break. Okay. okay? We'll get it when we come back here on the tailgate. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their life Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. 
At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update Partly cloudy skies and pleasant temperatures continue through early evening. Then tonight, it will be on the chilly side as we drop into the 40s. Your Tuesday is looking really sunny with comfortable highs around 70. Then it gets downright chilly again overnight with lows in the 40s. And Wednesday will be sunny and a bit warmer in the middle 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Kevin Arlen here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Join me along with Mike Golick from Los Angeles when the Chargers take on the Cowboys. Can Micah Parsons and the Dallas D lead them back to the win column? Or will quarterback Justin Herbert and the Chargers come off their bye with a big win? Join us to find out on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Maybe it's recency bias with the Broncos. Could be. With what we saw last night. It is one. But can they get out of that contract? What, what, what can Denver do? Like, they owe Russ a lot of money. They owe their head coach $100 million. They gave up all those draft picks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, Jeff. We are back here on the tailgate. Got a couple calls, and I'm, but before we get to them, I want to ask Jeff this question. I still cannot put my arms around why people do the Gator Chomp against the Gators. And you saw it, in, and certainly the South Carolina fans, the student section and everything. How did you like the, the comeback? But... Doing the Gator Chomp, all these people doing the Gator Chomp, 
I'm like, why are you doing that? You're doing the symbol of gator power. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? Why? I don't know why anybody does anybody else's. It'd be like gator fans going, doing the the, uh, tomahawk chop. It was. Because they were beating Florida. I was, don't get it. It was why Philly fans did the tomahawk chop, which made no sense. No, like, it I don't, makes no sense. I don't understand that either. I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I don't like it's the dumbest thing ever it to is sit there and dumb. and and they even back in the day people would score a touchdown and they would do the gator chop. Like, what's the point of that? Like, that's not your thing. You do that because that's what your school does. I remember. So the, for anybody that the guy from Tennessee did the gator chop and a throat slash and didn't get yeah, a yeah didn't get a flag. Yeah. Yeah, I, Kelly, I agree with was you. that it? Who it was? Yeah, uh, John Kelly. John Kelly. It James was James Kelly. That was Kelly. Let's get uh, a, Mike to join us next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Well, I owe a big apology to Robbie and to Graham Mertz. Uh, I judged him on the spring game and then his stats in Wisconsin. I had never seen him really playing a game, and that was wrong. I, I should have held back and watched him playing a game first here at Florida. So I owe them both big apology because I, from what I had seen and what this looking at the stats, I thought well, we're in trouble. But I'm right there with you, Mike. I was I was one of the guys that stood up here and said, "Can you believe they didn't get Devin Leary? Instead, yeah. they got they yeah. got Graham Mertz. Who would you rather have now? Devin Leary's terrible. He's awful. And Graham Mertz is what, as an alumni and somebody who loves the university. He is the kind of person I want to be the face of the program. And I think uh, uh, Napier kind of alluded to that after the game. This is a guy who gives 100% to his team. He doesn't take plays off. He doesn't protect his body. He's a leader. He does everything. He's a leader. And he's not only a leader to the offensive people, he's going over and talking to defensive people. He is exactly the kind of the quarterback that you want at Florida, to be a leader to and to be a real leader, to do it on the field and then also be a vocal leader – uh, he's everything that I think is good about college football. You know what was uh, interesting and, in that game to me was after they scored to take the lead, Cam Jackson, who should have been cowering, came over to Graham. And I, 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 I didn't even know what he said, but I'm assuming it was, thanks for having my back, man. Thanks for having my back because yeah. he committed that terrible personal foul penalty yeah. you can't do that in that game well mike it, it just it is really cool to see everybody around him and even and and i was going to play the interview that that i did with him right after the game but you know we, we've had a lot of calls so maybe we'll save that for tomorrow but it just that that's the way that he talks like he, he never makes it about himself it's all about his yep. teammates and the program and just what what all these people are doing to make him feel comfortable here and it's something that he didn't get at all in three years at Wisconsin. So he's he loves being here, loves being a part of it. And, you know, I mean, the dude's tough as heck. It's it's pretty oh, crazy gosh. to see he got beat he up in that what he like gets Andy. through. Yeah. Well, they couldn't block their ends. They, they Florida's uh, both tackles didn't – they just couldn't block them. Well, I mean, at one point they were just timing up the, the count. I know, but they were they, – so he had to step up almost on almost every pass. He couldn't just yeah. sit back in the co- pocket. He had to step it, up because there he, were guys coming around the end. in the pocket. Yeah, he moved. Oh, we just lost him. But he does have a good feel for 
pocket yeah. press. That's, that's what starting 32 games before you got here will do to you. Exactly. But, I mean, I mean, Florida didn't block that well uh, on the pass protection, but he was able to make something out of it. And, I mean, look, the biggest play of the game, you can argue what the biggest play of the game was. I can give you 10 arguments for it. And that's how that's how crazy a game it was. But I can certainly make the uh, – why would you throw the ball to Boardingham behind the line of scrimmage on 4th and 11? Well, because you knew Boardingham was – that was the well, play. Well, it was one-on-one, and he had a blocker out in front. So you just have but to he have also one guy had, make he the also move. had to make a guy miss. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was one-on-one, make a guy miss, and then he had the blocker. I know. So it worked. I mean, I'm just saying it worked. Uh, the 4th uh, and – I think it was 10, 10 or 11 to Pearsall. To Pearsall was to me the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Of that course. I mean that was a great throw and Pearsall made a great adjustment to it. Yeah. And then of course the touchdown which is the one going to be the one that gets the most attention but it was a again he looks off a guy throws to Pearsall on a post which that is the way offenses are supposed to work where you look off a guy you come back and there is a guy running a post and he gets open. They were in the same play earlier yeah. and Safety did something different that time, so he knew what he had. All right, we got to get this last break before we run out of time. We'll knock that out and come back and uh, finish things up here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Dunnellan Tigers will be facing the Colts of North Marion in the Florida High School playoffs tonight at 6:30. Meanwhile, the Bucoles Bobcats will be facing the Pirates of Mountain Zest tonight at 7. Moving to the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys will be traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, quarterback Graham Mertz was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week, while kicker Trey Smack was named the SEC Co-Special Teams Player of the Week. In baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies will be hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight for Game 1 of the NLCS tonight at 8.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators for my friends at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's family-owned jeweler with worldwide connections. IDC delivers exceptional value, mind-blowing selection, uncompromising quality, ironclad warranties. IDC has showrooms all over Gator Country, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota, Naples, and on the Treasure Coast. The vibe at IDC is relaxed and fun. Their non-commissioned experts will guide you every step of the way, and nobody can touch their incredible value prices. Of course, IDC's specialty is diamonds. Real, rare, precious GIA-certified diamonds in every shape and size imaginable. It's a massive selection at no middleman, direct importer prices. So when it comes to those special moments in your life, celebrate with the only jeweler endorsed by the Gators, International Diamond Center, where Gator Nation shops for jewelry. Get store locations, hours, and learn more. ShopIDC.com. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, my man, let's go. Let's let's wrap this thing up. Five minutes. We will do that. That's it. Zach uh, stepped in the second hour, produced, in case we run out of time. Thank you, sir. Crushed it. He'll uh, stick around and have uh, Tom Collette and Mary Wise talking about some Mary Wise. Gator volleyball right after. So uh, stay tuned after the show for that. Let's get uh, David to finish things off. Hey, David. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, kudos to Mike there for, for manning up and admitting he was wrong about merch. There was a, there's a lot of oh, yeah. that need oh, to be I'm, dead, I'm but, right there. Yeah. I'm there with him. I, I was dead <laughs> wrong about merch. Dead wrong. Well, I've been a believer from day one just because I listened to Shane, and he's been from day one said he was yep. uh, going to be a very good quarterback. Uh, well, he, he gets to go to practice, summer, so you, you can't yep. blame me for yep. that, not being able to go to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I hear you. Um, and the guy talking about his kids going to South Carolina, well, I have two kids that just graduated, and um, you know, I I told them from you know day one, even when they were high, when they were in high school, uh, that look, you know, but my son had a girlfriend that was at Auburn, and so he was going up there to see her. So then he's talking like, yeah, maybe I'll go to Auburn, and <laughs> you know, I've, they've been brainwashed. We brainwashed them, you know, since they were babies with orange and blue bedrooms and things of that nature. So nice. I'm like, okay. I told him, I said, both of them, I said, look, you guys can go anywhere you want, okay? Pick it. I don't care. I said, but if you go to Florida, it's on my dime. You go anywhere else, it's yours. So <laughs> I, kinda, I, I actually kinda, did, I did an interview with a guy the other day, and his uh, he was talking about how his daughter wanted to go to Harvard. And he goes, yeah, you can go to Harvard, or you can go here, and, and I'll pay for it because we have yeah. – uh, you know, prepay and everything like that, or you can go to Harvard and pay for it yourself. And I'm, and the, in the end, you're right. That's the way to go. Absolutely. So, uh, so what do you think? Uh, finally, um, made uh, made uh, Napier open it up a little bit. You think it was his wife? 
Now, I think it, the bottom line was South Carolina played a lot of safety support defense. And when you do that, that's when you throw deep. You throw deep yeah. when guys aren't playing two two guys deep. And in some cases, they played I, – I can't remember whether it was Utah or somebody else – played three deep uh, defense. Uh, South Carolina played two deep defense, but they, they their, their safeties crashed to, to stop yeah. the run, and that's when you throw deep. You don't throw deep Absolutely. just to throw deep. I, I don't agree no, with the I, people yeah, who believe yeah. that you use so deep to throw deep. I think you have to no. pick out the right – spots and and that that defense was uh susceptible to it there's no question about it i mean jeff you were there you saw it right they they were they were coming up on on the to try to support the run well they they were trying Uh to get to Mertz as much as possible and and relied on some of their guys but again i don't even necessarily think billy was not trying to do that earlier in the year i think there's shots available but you know, every situation, the way a team plays, dictates on what plays you're going to call. And, this... and he tends to be more of a gambler on the road, too, as you know. He yeah. tends to want to go deeper yep. on the road. Yeah. Yeah, of course, I was half-joking about that because it, didn't somebody say that um, his wife said uh, to told him that Spurrier said he needed to throw it deep more? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. He, he, I, he brought that up with Sean on Gator Talk Thursday night. I asked Spurrier about that today. And he said, "Well, you know, I I I still would throw a deep. You know, I agree with that. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, that was a team that was susceptible to throwing the ball deep, and uh, not really all were. Yep. not all of them are. You know, there's sometimes nope. where you can't throw the ball deep against somebody. All right, David, we got to run, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thanks. Right. Uh, we'll finish with, with this. So, Mertz, right now, more passing yards than Dylan Gabriel." Sam Hartman, Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, Quinn Ewers, and Jordan Travis. Thrown more touchdowns than Rattler, Jalen Milrow, Ewers, and Kyle McCord. And his completion percentage is Kyle McCord, please do not better put than him in that. Michael Penix. Although I heard they were saying Penix on the uh, broadcast a lot. So either way, Heisman I, favorite. I'm not even going to get into Better that. passing percentage for Graham Mertz. So, so when does he get he in has, the – Maybe. He's been good. All right, that'll do it. Again, uh, Gator Volleyball Chatter is next with Tom and Mary. Appreciate Zach for duels. I'm Dozo. Bye, everybody. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM.